There are so many ideas about intuition out there. I believe it's the ability to exercise your mental faculties so that you can rise up and claim your destiny. Last year, I met Debra. Actually, we were introduced through a mutual friend who commissioned her to come here to Medicine Hat to do just a quick taste of her Business Accelerator Boot Camp. It was just a one-day gig last year. Since talking to her, I've actually even just managed to open myself up a little bit further to possibilities that I didn't even know could be real for me. Now, a lot of my life's themes have taught me that quite often the opportunities that I find are going to be really unexpected. But what you begin to look for or become aware of is the potentials that are out there. And so I was really excited to learn that Deborah was going to be coming back this year to the Medicine Hat College to do her full three-day business accelerator boot camp. When you talk to Deborah, when you hear her voice, there's such a power and a presence that is absolutely undeniable. So from, from helping people understand you know, what's right about their lives, right? It's, it's about you know, recognizing that maybe something needs to change, but asking, you know, like, what's right? To understanding what intrinsically drives people on a daily basis really kind of helps everybody set themselves up for something that they hadn't anticipated. What's also really incredible about Deborah is that she actually used to live here in Medicine Hat, Alberta, and migrated all the way to Beverly Hills, California, where she has now become a keynote speaker in at least 16 countries, and lobbies Congress, and think even does uh, mindset training for the FBI and the LAPD. I mean, if that isn't a fantastic example of everything that we can become, not just here in Medicine Hat, but anywhere else, this is something that you're going to want to listen to and start implementing some of these mindset tricks right from the very beginning. I'm really excited to share this episode with y'all. Welcome back, Debra. It's really, really exciting that you're coming back here to Medicine Hat after being here last year. Thank you. I'm really enthusiastic about doing this. I, you know, especially with everything that's happening in the city and the new industries that are coming in and the growth that's taking place, it couldn't be at a better time, really. I, I really feel like we, we, we kind of need, you know, some fresh eyes to kind of take, come in and take a look at what's happening here in our city. I mean, the changes are happening. Uh, but, you know, we, uh, we like to be very grounded and rooted in the way that we do things. And so sometimes, you know, that means that change needs to happen. <laughs> and with the kind of work that you do, I mean, you were here last year and did a one-day um, business boot camp. You're back to do a three-day one. Um, it'll really kind of help cement a lot of the... Um, the new markets and stuff that are coming here to Medicine Hat. Now, you just actually did a bit of a, was it a tour or a speaking engagement? Yeah, yeah, I did a, a five-city um, speaking tour through Europe and the UK. I just got back to, uh, to Los Angeles last week, been home for like four days. <laughs> <laughs> Always on the go, hey? <laughs> it's the laptop lifestyle. You got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, we know that, that Europe tends to be, you know, a lot more, I guess, progressive and diverse uh, than, you know, Medicine Hat, Alberta in general. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about sort of the things that you discussed while you were there and what you witnessed? Well, it's really interesting um, for me because, you know, I, I feel there is this a sort of urbanization that is taking place on the planet. And I've, I've read articles about it and, and, and listened to podcasts about it, but you know, it's experiencing it is a completely different 
thing. And every time I got off a plane, whatever city I was in, you know, you walk out, just even flying in and there's cranes everywhere. Um, so it's, it looks to me like what's happening is people are moving more off of the, the rural areas and into the cities. Um, there's a lot of growth and expansion going on. There's a tremendous amount of emerging markets, very similar to what you're experiencing in Medicine Hat with these new companies coming in. Um, and emerging markets are the big deal because what's happening with that is it requires, um, well, let me just back up and then we'll talk a little bit about what it requires. With emerging markets, it, it, it opens up a city to the possibilities of new revenue streams, um, new infrastructure. You know, there's just a lot that takes place. And within, let's say, within the European aspect of things, um, they've, they've been a little bit up until the last maybe five years, very much about going through college, getting a degree, and then going and getting a job. And, up, and then about five years ago, I started noticing a shift into this more entrepreneurial approach that, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a big uh, boom in the entrepreneurial mindset. And people are leaving their corporate jobs and they're, they're launching companies. And this is the thing, you know, right now, pretty much everywhere on the planet, we're seeing a lot of um, markets that were suppressed and depressed, um, waking up and coming to life and generating revenue. And it's a global, it's a global mindset. You know, I remember a few years ago being in Heathrow Airport and seeing this uh, advert campaign for a financial institution. We might've talked about this last year, Mandy, when we did the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the posters said, in the future, even the smallest of businesses will be global. And I believe we're living that now. That's kind of incredible. I mean, that brings, that brings chills and hope for almost anybody that wants to kind of take this, this adventure on, right? It does because it creates um, an inspiration. Mm. And, you know, if you look at, um, if you look at the hierarchy of emotions that a human being experiences, um, hope is like a higher level of emotion. You know, when, when someone can get into a place of hope, then their brain functions differently. Uh, the cells in their bodies run differently. And there's actually, you know, what I call more space between the thoughts. So let's say there's, um, you know, there's been a period of time perhaps where someone or a company or a business or, a, or a, an urban center, for example, or maybe even a country has been in sort of a, a depressed state economically, and then something sparks, like a little change happens. And it's these little nuances, you know, this little, these little sparks that happen that then people catch on to and, and they start to feel a little better because there's hope on the horizon. There's light at the end of the tunnel, all of these kinds of things. And what happens is it starts to blossom into higher levels of, you know, happiness and expectancy, like we now we expect to be better. So it's, it's happening across the planet. It's phenomenal to see it now happening in Medicine Hat. I, I think it's tremendous. I really do. Well, let's talk, let's, let's talk about hope for a moment here. And because, because there's, there's so many people out there that don't dare allow themselves to do that. What do you think gets in the way of hope? Well, it's, um, I guess if I was to just like simplify that answer, it's an algorithm. You know, we, our thoughts, um, 
deepen themselves into our, our psyche through repetition. And then the repetition of that becomes an algorithm, just like on a computer where it starts to basically run on its own. Right. So that's what gets in the way of these higher um, vibrational thoughts or feelings, because these are actually feelings that run through the physical body, mm. and that, you know, and we could, we could talk about this all day because then that's where you go down the path of, of illness and poor health. But from a business perspective, it's, it starts to, to impact and bleed into your team and, and your corporate culture. So being willing is the first step, being willing to think different, to think higher level thoughts and allow oneself to feel better is what invites in the actual higher level thoughts and the feeling better. You know, it's like, you have to, you have to ask for it. You have to, you have to say to yourself in some way, even if it comes from a place of desperation, you know, if, if your sales are down and your company's struggling, even if you say it from a place of desperation, it's like, oh my God, I have to have, like, what are we going to do about this lack of business? You know, just inviting in, in that way starts to conjure up a new way of thinking where you can begin to experience solution-based thoughts, you know, and that's where the hope starts to get sparked, I think. So it's basically not necessarily forsaking the fact that you know, things haven't been going the way that we wanted to, but not allowing ourselves to be stuck in the hole, like this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't working. Yeah, you got to stop that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, stop it. Because, you know, if it's, if it's not working, stop dwelling on what's not working. Right. And, and see, this is where I, I, my, this is my perspective, my observation, because I, I don't live in Medicine Hat, you know, mm. um, I went to school there, so I have some reality on the city. Mm. And I'm just absolutely thrilled to have come back last July and to see the growth. And not just um, physically or, or, you know, in terms of infrastructure. Of course, that's awesome too. But to Mm. see the growth in the thinking of the people and the embracing of um, just new ways of generating revenue. And it's certainly for those that are holding on to the old way, it certainly rattled some, <laughs> rattled some cages, you know, because there's always going to be wherever you are, when change comes, there's always going to be the people that try to hold on to the way things were. And I think this is really the thinking that's funny. I think this is the thinking. I believe, <laughs> I know, this is the thinking that we have to start look, stop looking at. And it's just as simple as no longer looking at it. You know, it's funny. Whatever experience we have in life, in our life, then once the experience passes and we move on to the next experience, or, and, and that can happen over a day, a week, a month, a year, decades, we have a tendency as human beings to look back and go, oh, those were the good old days. And this is what, how we trip ourselves up from allowing in more possibilities. Because if you're looking back at whatever was and, and giving it a, a distinction mm-hmm. or an evaluation that it was, that was the good old days what you're telling yourself is things were better then than they are now. So therefore you can't receive greater now because you're too busy looking back. And this is what holds, this is what holds people hostage. I actually, I think I see that in, in, even in everyday life, in, in many different areas of life, right? Recognizing that where you are now, you are different. You are making different choices if you're choosing a different Avenue. Right. And, so looking forward, I sometimes, and, and I get it when you say like, there will always be people that will sort of resist that and they, and they don't want to change the way they think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people be, because I like, I change and grow so quickly. Um, somebody will come to me and I'll be like, yeah, but I'm not there anymore. 
Right. Right. And then they'll come to me a little while later and I'll be like, yeah, but I'm not there anymore. Right. And yeah. they don't, they don't get or understand that. So sometimes it, it, I realize it makes me as a person even look like, um, I'm a little erratic. Right. But I'm, I'm inspired. So I'm moving quickly. <laughs> right. But, but you know, so, um, uh, well, let me make this comment and then I want to share something with you about innovation. Because hmm. that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about innovation, whether it's innovating your mindset or innovating your lifestyle or innovating your company, your business model. Hmm. Um, so uh, who says you look erratic? And maybe that's something that if you didn't let run through your mind, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like there's some judgment, self-judgment in that. So like, hey, yeah. so maybe if you are erratic, that's a good thing. like what's right about this that's my question you know what's right about this I I think I'm able to take a look at a situation and and use my intuition and my my mental process to sum things up fairly quickly and then decide without judgment right but the but the the choice or the decision or the action has to be made right so then Mm -hmm. I do right Mm -hmm. and I get that that's the way that it comes across but from like it works for me so I recognize that I just you know I smile um (laughs) (laughs) I love it Okay. Yeah. I, 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 well, and for the most part, it's usually, it's usually coming from people that don't want something to change, right? They don't want me to change. Well, they don't want, yeah, I would say probably more appropriately, it's not that they don't want you to change is that if you're, if you keep changing, then what are they not doing? So they're judging themselves through mm-hmm. observing you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's never healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so it's so a recognizing that that can happen with businesses here in Medicine Hat too. I mean, we have, um, what is it? Aurora, Canadian solar, you know, just, just to name a couple that are now coming into Medicine Hat. And it's, it's really different from what we're used to. I mean, Medicine Hat for the longest time, we are known as the gas city. It is absolutely. City. Mm-hmm. And so these are, these are new and emerging markets. And, and so I can see the ways in which, you know, this really benefits us. And I think, I think that's what Medicine Hat will need moving forward is, is people in the city kind of keeping that focus. Yes, because it's all about innovation. Right. And um, in my opinion, the city has outgrown its brand. You know, the gas city um, was, you're right, it was the, the, the brand. It was it was the baseline. It was the foundation of the city. And, um, the city has outgrown that because the growth in the global growth in the marketplace has demanded through expansion, greater possibilities. And this is what's so thrilling for me to observe about the city of medicine hat is that, they are embracing um, these new emerging markets and rightly so you have the space for it. Um, You have the workforce for it. You have the weather for it. I mean, there's just like, you could tick all the boxes. So how, how cool is that? Like, how does it get better than this? Right. (laughs) I love that line. How does it get better than this? (laughs) So, I mean, we have a lot of you know, smaller uh, businesses, but they've been around for a very long time, right? So there's, there's this huge change coming in. And I mean, obviously, every time, every time we outgrow something, there's always going to be a little bit of a dip. So um, we've, we've hit a recession uh, and, and still somewhat recovering from it. So there's been, there's been a substantial, substantial amount of jobs that have been lost. And mm-hmm. so we, we, we suffer economically as far as all of that goes, but you know, how is it that existing businesses can, can deal with this and how can they sort of re-strategize to keep up and, and, and continue to receive? Yes. So that comes through innovation. And, and this is what's really been the inspiration for me. And, and I believe the medicine at college continuing studies to bring this business accelerator, pardon me, business accelerator system, certification course 
back to the college. You see, when we did it last July, it was kind of a pilot. We wanted to just sort of test the waters and see if the city was ready um, for the, even the innovative thinking that I bring into my business coaching. Mm-hmm. And then um, in addition to that, the actual process of preparing a business for scale and then actually going through the scaling process. And what we found was that, and, and you have to put, to put this into perspective, this happened before there were any um, public announcements about Aurora or EDF edibles or, or sorry, EDF renewables or, or Canadian solar, like these, none of that was revealed yet. And so we were doing something that was very organic and Mm -hmm. um, in a very short period of time, we filled a room and the people were thrilled. So the college invited me back. And so now we're doing this three day program and it is a certification course. It's level one about within the curriculum of that is absolutely everything you need to prepare for and scale your business. So it will serve a range of small business owners up to higher top end sort of uh, mid-sized companies. And I've, you know, I've, I took this um, program to NASDAQ in London, the, the, the global stock exchange and re and repurposed many of the tools that are in my business accelerator system with that organization. So it's, it's usable across every size. But the point is, is that it really comes down to um, a curiosity and a desire. So once we run the course on a certain way of being or a certain way of doing, or a certain way of thinking, once that runs its course, it doesn't fit anymore. And so I guess what I would say as an, a piece of advice to the local businesses is just look at your growth as being about a possibility rather than a choke point. Because if you look at it as being challenging it becomes a choke point and then you get stuck. If you look at it instead as being about a possibility, because we're always expanding, you know, we're, we're cre- human beings are creative. And if we're not creating, we die. And now whether that is just a company dying in revenue or dying in enthusiasm or, or dying in innovation whatever it is, you know, or even just a human being like the day, this is why people, when they retire, they often go home and you know, not long after they've, they've kicked the bucket, so to speak, because right. they've, they've lost their creation process. They've given up on creating. And um, so it really is about innovating and being willing to innovate because if you're not willing to innovate, you're swimming upstream and right. there's nothing harder than swimming upstream in a, in a, a river that's pounding on you. You know, you <laughs> just have to like turn the boat around. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's, let's talk for a minute about collaboration. Cause I think that, you know, when we, when we get stuck in a way of doing things, we, we think that we often have to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Right? Like we have to, so here's the deal, and, and this is what I'm going to be teaching on May 8th to 10th at the college. Um, it's, it's about being willing to just tweak things. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. And so I'm all about the smallest change for the greatest result. Like I'm, I'm not going to come into a company and turn everything upside down because you know it, it's you lose momentum on what's working. Mm-hmm. So just we're going to just innovate, you know. And the, but the, but the problem typically is, Mandy, is most businesses and, and to your point of like how do how do these businesses step into these next this next realm of possibilities for themselves? It's about. Um, the perspective or point of view 
of getting outside of the day-to-day operation and expanding the scope of vision and looking at the business from a broader perspective. Okay. Because typically what happens is what keeps typically keeps a business or a company from innovating is they're too busy managing current clients and current business to step back and envision future growth. So the, the difference between you know, tending to the daily details versus you know, taking that step back and creating or, or visioning what it is you're really after. Exactly. So there's in the business and there's on the business. Ah, okay. And so the on the business part is, and this is where, you know, most folks get stuck when they're running a team or a company or a small business. It really doesn't matter. I, you know, I've done these projects with Fortune 500 companies and it, it just doesn't make a difference. Like if, if you're listening right now and you think, well, my business is too small, this doesn't affect me. Or, you know, I'm an executive running a 4,000 employee or 10,000 employee company, you can still use these tools because it comes down to how you think and how you think determines how you feel and how you feel determines how you, how you act or don't act, meaning execution Mm -hmm. on strategy. Right. So typically what happens is there just is this has to be a shift in thinking because in order to step above and beyond and get a broader vision of your business growth into the future, you have to literally tweak your perspective and your perception. Let me give you an example. So have you ever seen, uh, there's, there's pictures where you can look at a picture and after you focus for a while, the picture morphs and becomes something completely different. Yes. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. So let's say when you first look at the picture of your business and you see it a certain way, being willing to allow your focus to change to a broader view and allow your vision and your focus to expand outwardly to take in and allow in new possibilities is literally the first step in innovating. Well, and I think we have some, some real life examples here in Medicine Hat as a result of your, of your visit last year. Um, we have you know, the, the pub pitch night, right? Which was a collaboration between uh, the Medicine Hat College and Medicine Hat Brewing Company. Right. How exciting is that? Who would have thought that 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 could work? I know. Right? I know. Like it just, when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is very cool. They got it. Yeah. Well, and then uh, we had the FNS Safety Buzz merge as well. Mm -hmm. Right? So they were were present for your workshop. And I think, is it, uh, Amy, did your mastermind afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a 12-week mastermind afterwards and just really dug in to the whole business model process because that's where it all starts and stops. Mm-hmm. It's in the business model. Absolutely. Well, and then, so there was the existing ones too, like the Canalta center. So, I mean, people have mixed feelings about the Canalta center here in medicine hat. And, and so I think that's a really great example of how we can get caught up in the, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people feel like where it was placed, nobody wants to go out that way. Nobody wants to travel out there. Right. And, and I was chatting with you and you kind of brought up the, the idea that the minute that you, that you stop there, there, there is no progress. Right. But things have changed for them now. Dramatically. Yeah. We, we, what we did is we looked at their strategy for the year and, Mm -hmm. um, and also the mindset with, with, within which they were approaching that strategy and um, created like a whole new point of view on the possibilities of the Canalta Center and what it brings to the city. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we made that shift, because that beca- that's a very internal corporate culture um, experience and conversation. Mm-hmm. And once we made that shift, then they were able to look at who they were being and um, 
have a new point of view about that. And then that got translated into the way they were communicating with the city as a whole. Right. And it just changed everything. Well, it's less defensive, right? Because now right. you're constantly trying to prove like, yeah, we're, we're worth you guys. We're worth it. You know, come out here, right? And so the moment that it comes from a place of defensiveness, I mean, people, people that don't want to be convinced don't want to be convinced, right? So stop talking to those people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's like, it's like that boyfriend that, you know, you're trying to convince them to take you out on a date and it's like, no, don't bother. Just find a new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just had to put some, a little bit of, uh, you know, lighten it up a little bit, a little bit of levity. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Um, but then there was also a really great example of somebody who, who had a, a passion and an idea and so she started creating and it's really taken off for her. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I know we're talking about Reflections Art Studio, right? You betcha. Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what, that, you know, and these are the kinds of um, things that happen as a result of, of my program that are the most inspiring. Any, any large corporation. Yeah. Okay. So we've made, we've made a big difference at the Canalta Center and, and they're thriving now and they're going to step more forward into that realm. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful. And I'm, I'm, you know, tremendously appreciative of the opportunity to have made that impact. And then, you know, you look at Renee Dowling and what she's done with reflections. You know, this is a woman that was working full time in the school system mm -hmm. and um, had a vision and just totally took a risk completely took a risk and came to the event, the boot camp, the business accelerator boot camp we did at the college. I think it was on July 24th of 2018. And um, like she literally locked onto everything I taught. And then she enrolled into the mastermind and she's applied. Like there isn't anything she hasn't executed on to the point where they built a brick and mortar art studio and it's thriving. There's people coming through all the time and there's so much positive impact that she's going to continue to make on your community. I, I totally see her expanding. Oh, absolutely. I mean, her, her studio isn't even actually inside of medicine hat. Like you actually have to travel a little bit in order to get there. Right. Um, people are flocking to it and they love the idea. Actually, she was one of the, uh, one of the speakers at the pub pitch night uh, back in, it was in January or February. Mm -hmm. And even just hearing her talk about the, the idea that she had. And then of course she had all sorts of pictures. I haven't gone out there to check it out myself, but it looks amazing. And, and she's clear about what it is that she, that she wants, what she wants to make happen. Yeah. And she's, um, she's in a place of um, enthusiasm and, and passion. And that's really the key. Mm-hmm. If you're not, a, you know, I always say this to clients, I can't get more excited about your life than you can. Because <laughs> it's your life, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, she's there. Like she's 100% dialed into her enthusiasm, her inspiration, her passion. And she just keeps following that. And that's really the key. You know, we all have these inner guidance systems. And if we just stopped resisting, how amazing we are, right. we'd step forward and, and start creating these miraculous situations for ourselves and our businesses would expand beyond measure. It, that, that's, that's a great point. Um, and again, I think that comes from getting caught up in the daily details. It know? does. Yeah. yeah. It's, it it's totally almost like does. it's autopilot mindlessness. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because um, the thing is, is, Whatever you're experiencing today is already in the past. It's expired mm -hmm. because it's a product of old thinking. It's a product of an idea from yesterday or yesteryear, whatever the case is. Right. And so it, it, it no longer really has any relevance. You know, you're just basically, it's just finally showing up in tangible form, but the energy of it came from, 
an idea or a thought or a belief or a value. You know, I talk a lot about value systems mm-hmm. um, initially, and, and that might have percolated for days, weeks, months, years, decades, who knows, right? And so now it's, it's shown up in, in, in your life. And, and it's when you look at it as being in your life now, people get stuck. This is where people get stuck. They get stuck thinking that's all there is. And, and then they get stuck thinking there's no more because this is what I'm in right now. And if you could just train your mind just a little bit to look at what you are creating instead of what you have created, then you'd create more of what you want instead of what you don't want. Oh my God. That was was really good. (laughs) There you go. I I just gave you the key to life right there. There we go. (laughs) Everybody should hear this. That's right. (laughs) Well, it's really neat to see people in a business setting begin to understand these dynamics, right? Um, And so a lot of of people here um, that attended your, your boot camp last year obviously saw some incredible value and we've seen the changes that it's made here in medicine hat and how it's benefited the community. But last year was a one day boot camp. This time it's a three day. What's the biggest difference between them? Well, so, I mean, you know, it's interesting. Like I always say, what can I do in one day? Mm. For, for me, that's, it's a broad brush stroke. It's a very sort of superficial, and I don't mean that in a diminishing way. Mm-hmm. It's, but it is a broad brush stroke, superficial um, experience of so much information mm-hmm. that to to see the results that we we got from that one day is really incredible. And imagine taking that and and having three days of that. Right. So the one day, I mean, you can only do so much. You can't overwhelm people. Otherwise, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Because right? uh, it's yeah. new information. And so three days is a lot more, obviously, a lot more in depth. It's it's the depth. So what I did in the one day is, is I, I provided as much bigger concepts as I could um, with the intention of creating a shift in thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was to, it was to um, roll out or, or spark a new sense of reality. Like, oh my gosh, I can actually create more than what I've been creating. I can actually think different than the way I've been thinking. I can actually experience my life here in a new fresh way that's really what my intention was with that one day Mm -hmm. and it worked you know we've seen a nice uptick and the ripple effect from that uptick just keeps growing because every person that was in that room has an impact on at least 250 people If, if you look at when someone gets married for example um you know, the average attendance is somewhere around 250 people throughout the process of the wedding, whether it's through the shower, or the wedding or the pre-party or the after party, whatever. Right. So every person in that room has impacted 250 people in a positive way. And those, and then that 250 people, their impact, and you see it becomes exponential because they're each impacting 250 people. It just goes on and on and on. So now with the three-day as we really dig into each of the pillars that are part of the business accelerator system, Mm -hmm. people will be completely rewired for greatness and they won't have the capacity to go back to the old way. So it's recognizing, you know, I guess diverse talents, whether you are, just a single business owner, you're running your own show, whether you have, like, it's more of a corporate thing. Um, and so there's a team involved. And so stepping into what it is that you think works really well for you, is that, is that kind well, of- Well, how about stepping into what 
infinite possibilities that you don't know you don't know yet. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right, because the whole idea here is not to regurgitate what they already know. Because what they already know there is what they're already experiencing. And that has a ceiling effect to it. It has a limit to it. So with, with this expanded program, it'll be, it's taking people into the realm of what they haven't considered yet of our possibilities. It's taking them into an awareness that there are possibilities that they don't know they don't know yet. And it opens up their ability to receive new ways of thinking, new ways of feeling about their business growth, about their community, about their relationships with their community, with themselves, with their families, with their spouses, mm-hmm. um, with their, their, admin, their city administrators, their provincial administrators. I mean, it just, this game changer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) Well, I think, I think for the most part, you know, as you're doing what I do, you know, I take a look at, you know, what you do and you coming here to Medicine Hat and even, I guess, but before I would have maybe separated, you know, so there's, there's healing, there's health and healing. And I do it in a, in an unconventional way. Um, So it's, there's sometimes I have this mindset or have this mindset of taking a look at the everyday person, you know, the business owner and, and thinking that they were somehow shut off to that. And I realized that that's just not the case. Not everybody is like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so therein lies um, a complete confirmation of what I just said. Yes. Right. And I, you know, I, honestly, you know, I've been that way too. And so I, I I've learned through the process of expanding my awareness. And I'm going to use that phraseology a lot because when we're we're not very self-aware, then we cannot be aware of what's around us so much. We cannot be aware of what we could have or be or do because we're not aware of ourselves. You know, when I was speaking in Amsterdam early March uh, at the Women Economic Forum, I, on the Thursday, that was part of my presentation, I said, you know, get to know yourself and you will know everyone. And so <laughs> that's the key right there. Right. <laughs> That's the key right there. It's like, so the more you get to know you, Mm -hmm. the more you're going to get to know your business Mm -hmm. and your team. This is the key to having teams that perform. I I have team leaders and managers and companies telling me all the time, like they have this limiting belief that good people are hard to find. Good people are hard to keep. Mm. Um, it's hard to get people to perform. Oh my gosh. And this is my favorite that millennials are lazy. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, we do a whole podcast on that. And um, I say to them, well, you are just not aware because if you were truly self-aware, you would never project out that good people are hard to find. Cause what you're basically saying is you're not good. So therefore it's hard to find good people. Well, right. And so as you get to know yourself and you, I, I, I get that part because if you yourself wouldn't come from a place of, you know, doing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. intentional to harm somebody else, then the assumption needs to be that the other person wouldn't do that either. And so when you recognize that within yourself, you're able to recognize that in others and you can kind of go from there. I think okay. for me now, even just getting out and talking to business owners, uh, and and being aware of like myself and and the open possibility that I hadn't considered before until you know meeting you last year, um, I get excited mm. now, right? And so seeing how you know you, you can kind of create a bridge in a way that I hadn't maybe considered before. <laughs> right. See, so you became more aware 
mm-hmm. of what you didn't know you didn't know. Absolutely. And now that ex- continues to expand and build. Um, and it's a continuation. It just keeps these, these concepts, these print, the, I call them principles. Mm-hmm. They build and compound upon themselves. So when you get, you know, into that momentum, mm-hmm. it's like the momentum builds. And it does take some initially to get on the, on this path. It, it takes a couple things. Um, in most cases, unfortunately, uh, companies typically have to be in some sense of dissonance where they're having some kind of choke point. Right. To be willing to step forward and seek out a business coach. Um, and then human beings are the same way. It's like that old saying, you know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired kind of thing. Right. And so what are you willing? So what are you willing to think instead? Are you willing to be positive instead? Are you willing to have a sense of appreciation? Are you willing to, when you wake up in the morning, spend 15 minutes and meditate and set the tone for your day and build the intentions for your day. It's, it's, it's just really a choice. You know, you can choose to throw yourself into your day and just let the world come at you and be constantly rebounding and responding and putting out fires. Mm -hmm. And a lot of businesses have that, that um, I guess mentality or, way of being because they were founded at some point by an entrepreneurial minded individual that took a massive risk and stepped out and put their stake in the ground. And some of them bootstrapped their way. Some of them got funding. It just depends on the mindset and the direction they were going with their business model. Right. Um, But the thing is, is that, and this is what I wanted to say earlier a business owner begins to outgrow or the business begins to outgrow the business owner's capacity to scale the business from a thinking perspective. So usually it's the leaders (laughs) for all you guys out there listening. Usually Mm -hmm. it's the leaders that are the choke point. It's not the, the support staff. Right. So leadership is responsible for the envisioning the leadership is responsible for getting out of the way of the growth of the organization and bringing and onboarding in bringing in and onboarding people that are smarter than you that can continue to inject new thought new new ideas new resources of being like it's a way of being more than it's a way of doing gotcha And that then enables an organization to begin a scaling process, which we can then start to look at the actual um, pragmatic steps of what are the KPIs? um, Mm. What's the ROI? What's the, you know, where's the profitability? Where's the, the growth going to come in? What's the, who are the key partners? You know, these are the kinds of, things that need to be thought through, but first we have to put the foundation in place. And that is the ability to scale in the mind. Right. So keeping that, keeping that uplifting, you know, assuming that everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. Sure. Right mentality, or at least that, that's kind of where I start with with that. Um, But that, that alone, people can, people seem to sense, when, when you're coming from that place. And sometimes, sometimes that's, that's the only thing that's ever needed. Yeah. Right. Um, but when we're, when we're constantly stuck or putting out fires, like you say, um, it feels very defensive and people, people pick up on that. Like that, that does affect sales. For sure. Absolutely. And the reason it gets like that is because they don't have their foundation built. I call it the fly by the seat of your pants business model. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, just I'm working with a company right now that's a fortune 5,000 and um, they have so much potential. Like this could very easily um, in a very short period of time be valued at a $30 million con- company, just 
really tremendous growth potential. And um, the whole thing is the owner getting out of the way because he's grown the business to a point now where he has to bring in new thinking because he, and he also has to shift his thinking. And sometimes what shifts the thinking of, of leadership is bringing in someone new because then they get that injection of a new perspective because it really is about perspective. Well, there you go. I mean, this medicine hat, as far as your own business goes, if, if it's been a while since you've had somebody inject something new into your existing structure, uh, this might very well be the opportunity for you. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and if I could, I'd like to say thank you to some of our partners that have come on board with us. Um, the Jim Pattison Broadcasting Group. So we're, we're all across the board with chat, the ra- both radio stations, the television and chat news today. So it's very, very exciting. And, um, and Apex, you know, they've come on board as our innovator sponsor and partner. So, uh, the chat conglomerate is our, our media partner and, and Apex is our innovator partner and we've got more partners coming on board. So I just want to th- say thank you to everybody for making that possible. And of course, the Medicine at College and what they've done, the continuing studies and Wes Patterson heads that up over there and, and he's just brilliant. He's, he's got a great uh, scope of vision for the future and what can happen in Medicine Hat and how the college continuing studies can can serve that. So it's really, I'm just really thrilled. It's just really exciting. <laughs> Seems to me like you, you're in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's really, really appreciated. So I'm excited to see what results come from this next boot camp, knowing that it's the three days instead of the one, um, and knowing the results that we had from, from last time and how, how much that's impacted us. Um, I'm excited. You know, how does it get better than this, right? <laughs> I know. And what else is possible? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to register, you can go to the Medicine at College website and you'll find it under continuing studies and then uh, just work your way through the website. Um, you can also go to our website, which is neimind.com. So neimind.com and uh, go to the Medicine Hat event and it'll give you lots of information and then you can click the enroll now and it'll loop you back into the Medicine Hat um, College website. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, Deborah, to uh, kind of clue us in and give us a little bit of a heads up as to what's coming here at Medicine Hat. Um, it's bigger. It's, it's uh, I don't want to say better than last year, but it's, it's definitely going to expand things that much more. And so, um, yeah, just thank you for your time. And we look forward to having you here. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a continuation of, uh, it's, an, it's an evolution. Let's look at it that way. It's an evolution. There you go. And thank you, Mandy, for having me on again. I really appreciate your time. And your podcast is phenomenal. It makes a big difference in people's lives. So keep up the good work. Oh, well, thank you very much.